This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. You are entering the Blaze Threat Ops Center. This is a secure space. All outside comms are down. Prepare to receive the Buck Brief. We're joined by Dr. Sebastian Gorka. He is the author of Defeating Jihad, and you can also read his analysis and more at thegorkabriefing.com. Dr. Gorka, great to have you. Uh, Great to be back on the show. We're in a secure zone, not a safe zone, right, Buck? Indeed. There are no safe zones in the Freedom Hut, sir. Good. Uh, So so tell me, uh, I want to ask you first, if I could, I want to get into Mosul and the offensive there, but... Um, one thing that's been coming up a fair amount last, uh, well, the entirety of, of the campaign, but certainly the last few weeks, is fitness to be commander-in-chief. Uh, what for you is, if you're, if you're making the case against Hillary Clinton, what comes to mind first and foremost as to why you think she's the lesser choice, even despite all the flaws that one might find in Trump, for commander-in-chief? Just two things. I mean, the, the list could be as long as your arm. You just read Clinton Cash or, or watch the video version on YouTube. But just two things, Buck. Number one, you as a former operator understand that if you, if, if you just once put top secret compacted information, so, so TSSCI, SAP information on a private unsecure server, you should be in prison. You should be charged with a felony and you should be banned from any public office ever again. The fact that she did it again and again and again, as the director of the FBI has demonstrated, should preclude her from from running for any office, let alone commander-in-chief. So that's bad enough. On top of that, so you can talk about carelessness and everything else, but if you look at intent, when she was Secretary of State, the fact that as uh, the most senior diplomat in America, she had to sign off on the deal to sell 20% of our uranium to Russia, uranium being used to make nuclear weapons. Um, she agreed to that sale to companies that belonged to the Kremlin at the same time that her husband received a $140 million speaking fee from those same Kremlin companies. That's that's actually the definition of corruption. That's the definition of pay for play. Those two things, for me, Buck, are the most egregious reasons why she's not fit to serve. Do you think that, and I know that we haven't yet seen, and the FBI is going to take a matter of weeks, I'm told, to really go through these emails that have been added into the mix by that Comey's mentioned on Friday. 
Uh, do, do you think that there – my, my problem is there already was classified that was on her server. There's no question about that. Over 100 instances, and as you point out, even some, yes. some uh, special access program information on her private server, people emailing about it. So even if they found that on Huma Abedin's computer, I don't know what the threshold is for bringing charges against Hillary Clinton with regard to classified information. I, I don't understand how that could – uh, tell us anything other than what we already know, which wasn't enough for, for the DOJ to bring charges in the first place. But but I might be missing something. What do you think? Well, look, the, the really sad thing is here, and you know as well as anybody else, uh, the argument was made uh, earlier this year that that she did do all of these things on more than 100 occasions, but there was no intent discovered by the FBI, and that is why they didn't advise the DOJ to prosecute, which is very, very strange, because if you read the statutes, if you read the code, this is one of the few laws in American federal code which says you do not have to demonstrate intent. Mere carelessness leads to the felony charge. So, yeah, this, is, um, this isn't about thresholds. It's about bending the law to protect certain individuals. Now, how do you think uh, – let's, let's just uh, play this out for a second. Why do you think the FBI came out and said what it said, or that, that Comey said what it said on Friday? Do you think that he was just doing what he had to under the circumstances, or do you buy this line that there's been pressure building from agents and from people who are on the uh, investigation side of things uh, that felt like the DOJ put the fix in, and they just couldn't stomach it anymore? I mean, or do you think it's a combination of those two things? In big issues, there's, there's very rarely one univalent uh, answer for, for big issues. So, you know, I like the theory that Sean Hannity's come up with, that WikiLeaks is about to release something that the FBI knew, and they had to get out in front of it, or it would have destroyed the reputation of the Bureau even further. That's very plausible. But, but you know, you have your own contacts, and I, I have mine. And I've spoken to my friends inside the FBI who told me that at you know, particular field offices, the day when the first press conference was given by Director Comey, when he, he refused to press charges or to recommend an indictment, half the agents in the field office stood up from their desks on that Tuesday lunchtime, put on their jackets and left the office and didn't come back till Monday. Uh, Comey has another seven years as the director of the FBI unless he stands down. And, you know, it is not nice to run an organization where 50 percent of your employees have no respect for you. So it could be a desperate attempt for him to save his own reputation. So you you are you are hearing then also I've always thought this may be true. You're hearing that there has been some revolt inside the FBI from field agents who feel like this is just a travesty. Absolutely. All right. I mean, that, we'll have to see what, what comes out of these emails then. Let's get, uh, let's get an update on what's going on in, in Mosul, Dr. Gorka. And by the way, everybody should go to thegorkabriefing.com for more national security analysis of all these things we're talking about. Uh, what's the latest on the effort to take Mosul uh, back from the Islamic State? Well, uh, it's a continuing scenario of what we expected. 
in these kinds of irregular warfare theaters when you're fighting non-state actors like the Islamic State and, and allied jihadi organizations. It, it really, if you concentrate on one area the way they have been concentrating on Mosul for the last couple of weeks, you're very much squeezing a balloon. So you put pressure on one locality and those jihadis that you can't locate or capture uh, in, in an urban environment, which is the deadliest of all, well, they will escape somewhere else. We've seen a response, kind of knee-jerk reaction of jihadi attacks in the north as a reaction to the Mosul uh, uh, operation. And on top of that, we see continually uh, the, the fracturing or the potential fact fracturing of what is an incredibly fragile uh, heterogeneous group of forces that have been deployed. So remember, we have Sunnis from the Iraqi security forces deployed. We have the so-called Shia mobilization militias. We have the Kurds, and then we have our own brave men and women that are supplying uh, expertise uh, and training. That's a very, very um, diverse mix of players who in many cases have different interests when it comes to the future of Mosul and particularly to the future of Iraq. Do you think there's a distinct difference, uh, sort of now combining what we were talking about to start off the second Dr. Gorka with what's going on in Mosul? What is the difference between how Trump and Clinton would uh, approach the Islamic State as you see it? Oh, an enormous difference, enormous difference. So for full disclosure, before uh, anybody took Mr. Trump seriously as a candidate, he, uh, he reached out to me and he asked me to advise him on some national security issues. So I'm not part of his campaign, but last year, last summer, we met and we talked national security on more than one occasion. And, and this is a man who, you know, whatever you think about his style or his you know, language, this is a man who truly believes we are at war. He believes the threat of jihad is the primary threat to the United States, and he wishes to be a wartime president who crushes groups like ISIS, al-Qaeda, and the domestic threat in America. So, you know, we would see a, a completely different approach. He's got amazing people like General Flynn advising him, Walid Ferris and others, uh, as opposed to a lady who was in part responsible for the rise of ISIS, whilst she assisted the Obama administration in, in what they called leading from behind, which in my dictionary is synonymous with following, uh, prepping the field for pulling out of Iraq in 2011. We, we have a woman who at best, at the very best, would be a third term of the disastrous foreign policy that we've seen under President Obama uh, in the last seven and a half years back. I think it's, it hasn't gotten enough, uh, enough attention that Hillary Clinton, when she was Secretary of State, met with the family of one of the fallen from Benghazi and told him that we're going to get the guy who made the video. Uh, this, to me, is so obtuse and also shows such a lack of understanding of the sort of roots of, of jihad and, and the reality of the enemy that we face. I feel like that's a much more disqualifying remark than it seems to have gotten credit for over the course of the campaign, never mind... Uh, various decisions that she she made or, or failed to make when she was Secretary of State, somehow she's been allowed to run as somebody with a sterling foreign policy resume. And I think it's much to the detriment of this discussion that there haven't been more voices pointing out that this is a woman who speaks about foreign policy like she's only ever been briefed on some of these things and never really thought very much about it. And more importantly, has made some very uh, grievous errors and said some just bizarre things while she was America's chief diplomat. 
Yeah, you're, you're going to the character of the individual, and, and I completely agree. Anybody who, you know, in her private emails to her daughter and to the Egyptian prime minister uh, states that this was a jihadi operation in Benghazi, and then a few days later can look into the face of one of the, the mothers or the wives of the people killed and talk about a video. Uh, I think, yes, you're right. That tells everything you need to know about this person. This person isn't interested in the United States. They're not interested in national security or the future safety of the republic. All they care about is whichever narrative will serve them at a given time. So Hillary, you know, I think this is becoming more and more clear if you look at the polling data for everybody who's turning away from her right now after the, the latest Wiener Gate uh, disclosure. Uh, people are realizing the only thing that Hillary Rodham Clinton cares about is Hillary Rodham Clinton. Dr. Gorka, last one for you before we have to go into break here. And I don't want to push you into a conspiratorial direction. And I've been saying all along, whatever. I know I, I really mean it. But I've been saying all along, uh, as, as I've, I brought this up, that it seems strange to me. And I, I would accept many different rationales for this or explanations. And I don't think anybody has a clear answer. But I wanted to know what your sense of this is. We were suffering a major terrorist attack a month. We being the West, our allies, America, Europe, or allied countries. Major ISIS or Al-Qaeda-inspired attack every month for about eight months. It's kind of gone quiet now. Do, do you think that there's something up? Is, is, is that strange to you, or should we just be happy that we're lucky and maybe some counterterrorism operations have gone well? What, what do you think about all that? Look, I, I think they've always had two uh, front lines. So if you're ISIS, uh, then there's, there's two front lines of fighting us uh, on. The first one is in our heartland, so what they call the far enemy, fighting us in, in Brussels, in Paris, in San Bernardino, in Orlando. And the second one is in, in theater. They have reestablished the caliphate. That's why they call themselves the Islamic State. So what I think right now, we've seen perhaps a temporary downturn in attacks but we're still arresting people don't forget new york don't forget new jersey that was 11 ieds in 24 hours thank the good lord only two of them detonated but that's a kind of you know beirut statistic 11 ieds in new jersey and new york but right now i think their focus their five meter target as they say uh, is to maintain the territory they are holding in libya syria and iraq so I, I think i think right now for them you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist it is a question of prioritizing your mission sets. Dr. Sebastian Gorka is the author of Defeating Jihad. You can read more of his analysis at thegorkabriefing.com. Dr. Gorka, always great to have you. Thanks for calling in. Pleasure. All the best and to you and your listeners. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. 
Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. 